Smartcast. And and I believe that everything comes down to choice, and we have to believe that we just have choice to learn about ourselves. I mean, if we weren't given all of these past gifts, let's say, or uh, trauma lines, or you know, a code embedded in our DNA that's that's traumatic or manifests as chronic disease, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We would never learn how to become our best conscious selves. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Welcome, beautiful beings, to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna. This is your weekly installment of your inner connection to your outer expression where I, your host, Harrison, here with the beautiful guests that I get to bring on, aim to set the foundation to pull back the layers restricting health, alignment, and love. And today is no exception to that rule. I have a mystical woman to share with you today. But before I get to her, I want to start this episode as I usually do here on the show with some gratitude, with some love, with some appreciation. If you're tuning in today, uh, I love you very much. Thank you for giving us your heart, your ears, your energy. If you get a bit of value out of this chat today, as always, remember you can share your love, share your appreciation on social media, share this episode with a friend, a family member, a lover that you connect to. Remember this show expands through your energy. So get it out there into the cosmos with the people you think it connect to. And if you pick up some gems from this chat, drop some reviews on Spotify and Apple to expand this show. With that said, I want to introduce my beautiful guest here today. Anne Chivas is a PhD in philosophy, majoring in epigenetics. She does a lot of clinical work with athletes around this topic. She has a background with trauma, reparenting and moving, helping people move through chronic pain. If you're listening, you can see a trend with the kind of person that I've brought on here. But the thing that is the element that I'm excited about most is this beautiful woman's heart and energy. With that, Anne, welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna. Oh, thank you. It was such a nice intro. I'm so happy to be here um, and share, um, I guess, just experiences, right? Like stories, because uh, at the end of the day, we're just a bundle of stories that we're living, aren't we? <laughs> And I think it's it's those stories that help us shift as a collective, right? Those stories, those experiences help us realize, oh, not not I'm not just not alone, but there's someone else going through the things that I'm going through. So what I what we're going to get into today, just to give a quick little summary for people tuning in, we're going to get into all things epigenetics. What is epigenetics? Uh, but specifically, I want to get into the spiritual and cosmic lens of epigenetics. I think epigenetics is a is a hot term, rightfully so at the moment, hot field of, 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 uh, it's a sexy term. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's very sexy, but rightfully so. Cause it's so interesting, but I sort of want to come at it at a deeper level and we're going to get into all the systems at play, the consciousness and energetic link and how you the listener can take actions around this. So I think, and where, where I want to start with this is give me a little bit of your history. Like I think, I think our story is our story. What is most important is the here and now, but our story informs a big part of our journey. So share a little mm. bit with me specifically around what was your pain teacher? 
that led you into this work? Oh, I had many teachers and like physical teachers um, and then realized that I'm my own teacher, <laughs> you know, um, but okay. You know, let's go through my story a little bit. Well, I think, you know, I started on this. Um, I used to be pretty into the pro sporting world and um, I saw a lot of athletes just living patterns of being so hard on themselves mm. And then, so I went down this path saying, okay, you know, I can work with them on a bodily front, which was my osteopathy background. And um, I went into, you know, applied kinesiology and started adding in all these modalities. And then they would keep coming back for the same stuff. And I was thinking, what, okay. What was the same stuff? Was it more just same, the injuries, the physical injuries? Yeah, like same injuries, same anxiety, same depression. Great question. Same stories, internal mm. stories, like I'm not good enough. Mm. Um, you know, I I'm burning myself out and so on. So some of those stories were actually mine as well. Mm. Uh, just going through massive burnout and, um, and, and just from, to, from trying to achieve, just to yeah. interrupt you super quick. Uh, okay. I think you, already your story definitely relates with me, but I think a big part of the audience listening, many people tuning in, and I know this because I've connected to a lot of them, they, they're moving through chronic challenges with their physical being and they've done all of the physical modalities, but there's still something else going on there. There's still something, there's some deeper layers that are sort yeah. of bubbling up that we aren't bringing attention to. Well, I mean, I'll share through story too. Um, so, you know, I, I totally, and so we manifest, we manifest our physical pains into our vessel and it's, it's a messenger to say, you know, what patterns am I living and what do I need to exchange to live another way? And that's how I got into epigenetics. First, I got into, I, I went down, you know, the greats, like there's Bruce Lipton, who's absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. And he explains this well in his own way. Biology, and, biology of belief. Yeah. Correct? Biology of belief. And he has loads of books and loads of content and, you know, he, he's great. And, um, and then there's a professor who's a mentor of mine for quite some time, Alberto Garulli, Dr. Alberto Garulli out of Italy. Um, and he has two books as well. And one of his books explains um, basically uh, the body that we're born into and how we see the world and how we naturally operate. And I was like, oh, I get this. Okay. So are these people living aligned into their bodies on a bodily sense? And at that point I was still just about the body. <laughs> just, we're just at the body right now. And, right. And, and that's yeah. understandable. And like, I, so for people that don't know, I definitely haven't shared this with you, but for people that are also listening, I, um, I started my, my journey as a, as a personal trainer. So I much, much like yourself, my friend, I started on the physical world. And I think for a lot of people, that's very natural because the physical is tangible, right? If we're trying to get into this, a deeper understanding of anything, I think we innately either consciously or unconsciously feel safe in the tangible. So we, we go with the physical cause it's safe. I can see it. I do this thing. It moves. I get it. But what we yeah. soon, we soon start to realize, which is, I think feel it's where you're going. There's, there's some deeper things at play that, that move beyond just seeing the tangible, right? Totally. And then, so I got into 
digging into, okay, you know, these gene clusters express in this body because of hormones, blah, 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 <laughs> you know, and, and that's great, you know, understanding the body you live in and your natural strengths and what aligns with you and your values, like all that's really important. Um, but then I went deeper and I said, okay, what's after DNA and, and how do people manifest? And then I came across um, one of my greatest mentors, who's still one of my mentors, um, Dr. Angela Longo. Uh, she's out of Hawaii at the moment, and she has loads of books on quantum physics. And she explained to me the body in such a different way and had me view it in such a different way. And the only reason I understand people's patterns now is because I went through my own and, and I'm still going through my own, you know, like we manifest things that we need to learn from all the time. And, and if we don't learn from it, it just keeps coming back because unconsciously or consciously we're putting out and asking for something and we always get what we ask for. Yeah. So she broke it down. I will never forget this day. She said, think of your spine like an antenna. Okay. Good choice of words. Good choice of words. That I, I thought you'd like this. Yeah, just, just a little bit. <laughs> um, and, and, yeah. And, and think of that energy exuding um, from your body beyond your antenna. And then your antenna walks around and it attracts or de-attracts, you could say, other antennas based on the electromagnetic field that you're carrying. Okay. This is also epigenetics because whatever you're expressing will show up in front of you to, you know, show you exactly what you're doing and, and the path you're taking and so on. And people are like, what? You know, yeah. I don't yeah. understand that. And it's like, well, think about it. You know, if you manifest, let's just take a simple one, complaining. Yeah. Complaining is a really low level energy. All the complainers hang out with complainers. Yep. Their antennas attract each other and then they all complain together. And, and it's it gets stressful, right? And we've all been in that situation or like, you know, the typical like drama queens, right? They all hang out together, however you want to, you know, however you see that. Um, and then there's other parts, you know, love. And this is what, what you're doing is, you know, you're putting out there the, the, the love and, and the connectedness and the safety and security for people and, and creating a space for them to really know themselves. So guess what? You'll get those people who are ready you know, coming into your space and really wanting to work with you and, and grow and expand. And I, I believe this is my own belief system, but I think we're, we're pivoting in the world based on everything that's happening. And we're going into a space where people have the opportunity to really know themselves um, based on loads of things happening. And, and we've all manifested what's happening on the planet. We all need to take accountability for it. That's a, yeah. that's a big statement there. Anne. And let me, I want to come back <laughs> to that. Cause I think that's a, that's a good place to jump off on, but let me take a couple steps back. Cause you said a lot there and I loved it. I firstly want to thank you for adding in the antenna analogy, a big part. I knew you'd love that, but it's, it, it's a good visual. It really yeah. is. It really is. Yeah. And it's why I use it, right? It's why I use uh, so to take it a bit deeper, just for people that might be new to the show, I explain the cosmic love antenna as what we are as a holistic being, right? And there is, I, I refer to love as not the emotion of love, as I refer to love as the embodiment and beingness of love, consciousness, God, universe, divine, whatever your name is for it. 
And that love that exists inside of us also exists outside of us. So ultimately we want to become that antenna that not only modulates its own relationship with internal love, but connects, expresses, expresses and attracts that love in the outside world, much like you're beautifully outlining. And that goes across mind, body, and spirit, right? So the epigenetic switches that we turn on with the love, right? Not only changes our physiology, our emotional state, our mental state, our spiritual connection, but then through the law of resonance, which is what you're also saying, like attracts like, we then create, we co-create with the universe and we bring in the people, places, and things that match our inner cosmic antenna frequency. So it's, I I just say this to affirm what you're beautifully outlining. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, it's, (laughs) you can see why I wanted to have this chat with you because I think epigenetics is, yes, it's a hot field and a beautiful uh, sort of uh, modality and field of science, but I think a lot of people aren't even under, are underestimating its potential for healing. And this is sort of where I want to go to next with you, Anne. The, you, you mentioned how we manifested this situation as a collective that we've been through here. And I think for people tuning in that have heard of epigenetics as just the sort of uh, DNA level, the chronic disease level, the, you know, chronic colitis, all these, all these physiological elements that are very epigenetic based, based off our lifestyle factors. They hear you say something like, Oh, I manifested all of the, all of the pain and mental and emotional suffering in the world. And they think, wait, how, what is the link here? So explain this, my friend, why? Well, let's start, let's start with chronic disease and then I'm going to grow it into a greater collective. Um, And um, so chronic disease, I mean, Unfortunately, some people are born with chronic disease. They've, you know, in a way you could say they've come to the planet, they've chosen their parents uh, in their blueprint, and they have the opportunity to work through that and grow through their manifestations of their chronic pain. Now, let's put it really simply. Somebody with, um, we can take all chronic diseases, Alzheimer's, diabetes, um, arthritis, um, you know, irritable bowel syndrome, autoimmune diseases, blah, 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 all that stuff. And we can say, okay, you know, everybody knows on a biological level, foods that you shouldn't be eating if you have that chronic disease, right? We all know it. Don't eat sugar. (laughs) And just so people are staying up with us, like these are the things that switch on. This is an example, right? The, The food that you decide to eat is an example of something that would switch on those epigenetic switches, right? It'll express something in your body. So let's say, you know, we all know you shouldn't eat sugar um, for probably all these autoimmune diseases. So it's an easy one to touch on. And then people will go and still choose the sugar. And, and I've often wondered, but they know they shouldn't. So what's sitting behind it? And they're creating an inflammatory response in their body And then, you know, they get an output of maybe a skin reaction or, you know, whatever it manifests as it could be organ failure. It could be, it could be anything, but the interesting part is we've been taught to say, I need someone to save me. I need to go to the doctor. I need them to save me. But I always ask, well, 
where's the accountability of the person understanding what they're manifesting and creating for themselves? And can we look a little bit deeper and say, well, you know, can we look at why, you know, we have these sugar cravings all the time? Are you living stressed all the time? Are you anxious? Are you um, trauma? Is it, is it? Yeah. And have you been taught that, you know, to soothe yourself mm. through, through eating sugar. And, and that's the only way to feel better. And um, that pattern in a, in a human's body has to be approached because if you don't replace the pattern and they don't consciously understand it, they'll never change their behaviors on the outside. So, you know, let's go to a world perspective. What's everybody asking for? Everyone, you know, a lot of people, this is in my general circle. So I'm just going to say that a lot of people are living. I'm going to say this, actually, a lot of people are living in fear. And so what do we get? We get more fear, but we can learn from that fear. A lot of people are living in scarcity. A lot of people, you know, and then a a lot of people are saying, but I need the answer to this because I know this isn't the way I'm supposed to live. I don't want to do like the nine to five, which ends up being the nine to nine and not being with my family and, you know, not connecting with my loved ones. Like there's more to life. We've actually started to say, actually, there's more to life than just being so incredibly robotic. Yeah. (laughs) And I live differently in my body to express myself the way I really want to. And that's epigenetics at its best. These are, this is what I have. This is who I am. And this is how I want to express, but I'm told I have to be over here, you know, being the good person and doing this and and sticking to my nine to five. And, you know, and, and it's like, but there's other ways, there's not just one way. So I believe that this is an opportunity for us to really see that potentially humans, and this is a big, tall, you know, statement that I'm going to make, but potentially humans can do this differently. And Mm. was it working in the past? I don't really think so. Um, I think we're on a, and I think we're evolving in a way, and some people will come along for the ride and some people won't, (laughs) you know, I feel, I feel that's true as well. And I think, and so a couple things, it's funny, as you said, acting robotic, the, the connection on the side, that your connection, the internet connection jumped at that point. And actually, as you were saying, uh, we're <laughs> acting robotic, your voice sounded robotic. So just a funny little uh, oh, synch- <laughs> synchronicity there just to highlight your point. But I want to just take a step back and highlight the, the beautiful being that you were talking about that is wanting to express and make a change. I want people to realize, and this is probably another conversation, but I I want people to realize the step that we take from the victimhood into the power, we need to see the systems at play. And unfortunately, we live in a world where there are a lot of systems that are designed to keep us in that victim mindset, that are designed to keep us into that nine to nine, designed to keep us in the, I am an individual However, I need to constantly be looking outside for the answers that I'm looking for inside, right? Whether it be through the pharmaceutical model, whether it be through Western medicine, which I'm a, I'm a fan of, but unfortunately there is a structure there that, that, can, that makes a human that's like this, there, whether it's the educational system, whether it's big, far, big farm, big agriculture. I, I highlight these elements 
just so people listening realize that there is a lot going on here. And if you've, mm-hmm. if you've, if you've, if you're listening to this episode and you've lived X amount of years up to this point, and maybe this is the first time you're hearing this, realize that that's by design, right? That's by design. And now I've chosen to go through this. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes back to that pain teacher that you're talking about, right? The pain allows us to now express ourselves differently. Yeah. And let's, let's jump now to, we've been tiptoeing over a little bit, but now I just want to dive straight into it because this is the cosmic love antenna and I am Harrison and I cannot not speak about all things spiritual. And I want to start this, this spiritual deep dive around epigenetics now with maybe you defining your triangle. I think you call it the the triplet triangle. Yeah. Like I, I, we had this discussion and I love that we spoke about this beforehand. Um, And, and, you know, what we believe is that what we're taught to believe is that we just live in a body. Um, But the body's a vessel for so many other things and so many other, in a way, messages um, or entanglements, you can call them, of what we're creating from a larger sense. So I use a triangle and I was taught to use a triangle because it has equal sides. Um, sometimes equal, the, the, that's a very important word there. equal sides, not one is better yes, than the other. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. And, um, so it's interesting because the way I describe it, cause we have to put, you know, tangibles on it for people to really understand themselves. And I say, okay, when we're going through understanding ourselves and what we've manifested in our physical body, we have to understand that. There's, there's us, there's this self-directing voice, which I call our eternal selves and beings. Um, so, so higher you know, self, our, would you connect that to a higher self? I, I call it eternal because I don't like the word higher yes, because I think yeah. that it creates yeah. this hierarchy that I yeah. just don't want. It. Yeah. So it's on the other side of the triangle. And if, yeah. if people just look for, at it just like Just for that, people that don't, just for, yeah, just for people that, because I think the higher self, the, the reason I add that, my friend, is I think a lot of people in the spiritual world, they can connect to that term. But yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's just, but I want people to realize that their physical body is just as important as that higher self, you could call it. Yes. And then that energy creates a, a manifestation out to the universe in dark matter. And how do how does it happen? Well, you know, if someone can explain that to me, that's great. <laughs> um, I'm not sure we all know, but I, I think, you know, we will figure it out eventually. And basically, you know, the energy you're creating between that physical body and that self-directing voice creates the third part of the triangle, which is your universal illuminated being. And you're putting that energy out to the universe and you're getting it back. So everything you think you are, everything you ask for, everything you're manifesting, you just keep recreating over and over again. And Bruce Lipton talks about it too, becoming conscious of what you're creating and creating your own belief system is really important yeah. yet. So, so there's our old system, let's call it that we think we know and that we're born into and put through the education system and so on. And then yeah. there's this other being, you yeah. know, in here that I think is just waiting to come alive in people. <laughs> and once they realize they can manifest and, and, download basically anything they want and be anything they want. I believe that's where the magic starts. And, and it's like, think about this, like 
possibilities, the universe is unlimited. So we're unlimited because we are with in that triangle, within that triangle, you can learn and relearn. If people have that belief system of past lives, you can relearn anything you want. So how much do we limit ourselves is my question. You know, it's, it's time to live unlimited. Like, yeah. That is the question right there. Right. And again, I I don't want to just, I don't want to, what's the term, you know, beat this horse to death, but it's less of a, how much do we limit more of a, the systems at play, but then us deciding to go, go, go along with them. But I think, let me add something to this, my friend, as you were, as you were sharing, I was getting goosebumps. And I, I think, I think you've hit, hit on something really magical here with this triangle and, and explaining it in this way. And I, what I would add is this connection is like you beautifully highlighted less of a, less of an adding on to and more of a pulling back the layers to remember the source that's been done the whole time. And I think this is where, and I'm so happy that you emphasized the not one is greater than the other. There is equal sides to the triangle within the spiritual community. And I see this a lot. I've saw it in my own journey that we can, we can, we can fall into the trap of spiritually bypassing, right. Of getting to that higher self or being in that oneness state and obviously being in a beautiful state of bliss and love and all the things. But then we, what we tend to do, one, we either don't bring it back to the human form or we do bring it back to the human form, but don't focus on the healing of the human uh, animal, beautiful animal that we are. And that divine truth, that, that divine love, that divine connection is then filtered through our shit that we haven't paid attention to because we're spending too much time spiritually bypassing and not putting equal amount of effort and love on the beautiful epigenetic expression that is our human being. Does that Mm. resonate at all? My friend, do you agree with that? Yeah. I was trying to think of a word that a phrase I heard um, from some festival folks recently, it was like the universe will take care of me. Mm. And, and I, I paused and I said, Oh, well, actually you take care of you. Um, the universe isn't a separate entity from you. You are it as well. And, and when I said that, they were like, oh, you know, and, and then a light bulb went on and thinking, I wonder if I wonder how many people give themselves away to this, let's call it a higher source, but actually it is a part of them. And yep. once they realize that a person develops more value and self-worth and, um, living in their own autonomy. They're not giving themselves away. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, makes, and, uh, it makes perfect sense. Keep, yeah. keep going. But I, I think the people that I'll hit on it in a second, keep going. There's <laughs> stuff coming through. Oh, that's okay. Um, and so when we give ourselves away, um, we, we tend not to focus on our own being, like you were saying. So, so it can come down to patterns of like, you know, people pleasing. And I'm going to even talk about, can we talk about sex? Can I say that on here? Um, Not about the physicality of it, but the feeling of being with someone and feeling safe and secure, right? Like we manifest that and create that. And people are really searching for that and that community connection, whether it manifests, you know, in the physical side, we're, we're searching for it because of people's behaviors. I'll put it that way instead. 
And, and I think people realize that there's actually an ability to have a deeper connection, whether it manifests into um, a physical relationship, I'll call it, yeah. or, or just being with somebody yes. and being open and honest and feeling safe. Like we got to get back to the basics on that, but we can't do it until we feel it inside ourselves first. That's the golden ticket. <laughs> and I'm, really enjoying this conversation. I'm really enjoying just this. drop the S word. I don't know. I, I, no, I, I know. I, I love it. Cause you're, you're really picking up what is moving through me. So a couple of things. One, I want to go back to what you said about uh, this, this, this disconnection that we make between finding the power outside of ourselves, but then failing to take it inside. And I would encourage people tuning in to go back and listen to my episode that I did with Heather Tucker talking about sex and religion. I would go back and listen to the episodes I did with Shireen talking about spiritual gifts growing up in a religious family. And I want to be careful with my words here. I think there are beautiful and powerful, mystical, loving elements of all religions. However, there are a lot of man-made structures on top of these beautiful mystical elements that creates the separation that Anne is talking about, creates the separation of there is a man on a cloud outside of me and I must appeal and give my devotion to that power. Otherwise I'm going to burn in the proverbial uh, wasteland in whatever, uh, whatever the religion supplies it as. And I think that is very fundamentally a part of our being for a lot of us. And even if you are you have in this lifetime, you haven't grown up in a religious household. Unfortunately, this uh, I refer to it as the Amago Day archetype, our relationship to a higher power. The trauma around it due to religious programming is in most of us, just due to the history that we've lived genetically, epigenetically. So I just I want to plant that seed just for people listening mm. that if you're feeling like this disconnect is inside of you. It's deep. doesn't mean you can't heal it, but we need to bring awareness to our human history in many ways. Yeah. And it doesn't mean those things are bad mm. either. It, they're just messengers to show us how to learn more about ourselves in a way, you know, you said the word, we can call them gifts. Pain teachers. So yeah, we have so many gifts in front mm. of us that mm. can show us, you know, potentially uh, a religious figure, or um, you can look at anything, a teacher, a parent, like how, whoever we look up to yeah. in a way could be an authoritative pattern yeah. that we're not able to feel like we can fully live ourselves because we're saying, oh my gosh, this authoritative figure is judging me. Yes. But in fact, our mind is saying, our belief systems is, are saying, judge yourself. And, and when we talk about love, to me, love is just non-judging. Unconditional. Totally. Yep. Unconditional love is just the non-judgment. Look at dogs. Dogs are great at it if they like you. <laughs> but, you know, um, they're great. Uh, they just come up and they're, they're showing us unconditional love all the time. Mm -hmm. I love it, my friend. I want to switch gears here a little bit and I want to talk about more of a sort of sharing with you to get your perspective uh, within this epigenetic field. And I want to 
share. I think the people, the, the community listening, the podcast audience have heard me share this, but I'm going to share it again here and then add a bit more context. I, at the moment, I'm, I'm moving through a mystery school. I'm educating myself and going through uh, expansion of my own spiritual gifts. And in the mystery school, we're learning about our light body, our light being. And for people that are new to this term, we are a multidimensional light being that has many aspects and we have different light bodies, right? We have an emotional body. We have a, a mental body. We have a physical body. We have an etheric body. We have a soul body. But the, the two fundamental uh, light bodies that make up our physical being, the first two, are the DNA body and the genetic body. And this is what I want to get your opinion on, my friend. These light bodies that hold our not just our genetic and epigenetic expression, they hold the history that we've lived both through past lives, so different incarnations, and also our mother line and our father line. So that my my mother's history, grandmother, et cetera, my father's history you know, down that line. And the reason I bring this up is this is now where we can sort of incorporate a sort of mystical spiritual understanding in our own healing journey. And I'm wondering your thoughts on this, my friend, if this is, if this is new knowledge to you, if you have opinions on this and where this sort of can connect the, the, the physical understanding of epigenetics and now this sort of spiritual view. I definitely have a perspective is it the right perspective? Well, you know, well, what's right and wrong, it's right? It's your perspective, my friend. <laughs> exactly. So, 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 I mean, scientists might argue with this. See it just based on my experiences of working with people through their own patterns. Um, and everything you said just framed it so beautifully. It, first, it comes down to our own belief systems. What do you believe in? Do you believe there's past lives? Don't you? Do you believe that you know, you're just a product of your mom and dad, or do you believe you're a product of your mom and dad and your ancestors and so on? Um, I like, I like the ancestral line because in a way it's a bit tangible, right? You can take your genetics and a lot of people in the science world are doing this, taking your genetics and being and saying, Oh my gosh, you're going to go blind at 90. <laughs> and, I, and then I say, only if you're expressing it, you know, and, um, and that's the beauty of it. You know, you are given whatever you've created for yourself, you know, your past lives, your, and, and so it's embedded and encoded in your DNA. And then how do you express that DNA? Well, break it down into an electromagnetic field, because at the end of the day, that's all we are, are, are expressions of spinning electromagnetic fields. And so those electromagnetic fields put out, you could call it a wave, a, a quantum wave of energy. Now, we're trillions of electrons. Um, and this is why I say we're so powerful as humans, because and when I say powerful, um, that inner self-worth um, is what yeah. I'm talking about. Um, and, and when we put out an electromagnetic field, it pulsates uh, through the universe and then, you know, it comes back. And uh, you can, people can look up the double slit experiment if they really want to get sciency. And it shows that there's, we are interference patterns. So, you know, you show up and you create a pattern based on where you are. You interfere with another electromagnetic field to create something. 
So the best example I always use is around thinking about someone and then they call you. And, and you're like, oh, I was just thinking about you. And they're like, oh, me too. You know, and, um, and it's just like, but that isn't a coincidence. Nothing is a coincidence. Your DNA based on how you're coded creates your electromagnetic fields based on your belief systems of how you're feeding that all the time and what you're choosing to express and you're putting it out there and you're getting it back exactly what you're creating all the time. So, so how do we see that in the 3D world? Because it's like, well, Anne, I can't see an electromagnetic field. And I say, okay, yes, I get it. You can feel it. You felt it. You felt tingly and goosebumps and these kind of things, right? Um, that's a way. Some people get visions. Some people get really creative. Some people express it through art. We have all these things that can show us different ways of being to ourselves when we're creating. Um, that's why art's so beautiful. It's not right or wrong. It's just an expression of a being, right? And, and I find that really quite beautiful. So it's not rigid. And, 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 a, and an electron isn't rigid. It's constantly moving to create a turnaround motion to keep you in motion. And so that's how we go through it. Now, just to add on to that, Dr. Angela Longo's work breaks it down quite well. She talks about our belief systems. And basically, you know, the mind is, is a computer and a vessel to compute what, what our belief systems are. And she breaks it down into beliefs, actions, thoughts, habits, words, attitudes, values, and emotions. It creates a mm. word called bath wave. And it's kind of cool, bath wave, because it's literally what you're creating in your body. Those words that you're using with yourselves and how you're living, it covers all of it. And, and if we can exchange that for other words and belief systems within ourselves, uh, we're off to the races. <laughs> you know? Does that break it down for you well? It does, my friend. And, and okay. <laughs> to, be, to be honest, it doesn't matter if it's sort of... Uh, what I mean by that is I think a big part of this conversation around this mystical, spiritual, energetic side of the epigenetics that we're talking about what's going to come up is needed to come up right now. And because yeah. this is, and I, I wanted to bring up a point, what bubbled up in me and this dance that we're doing around this is there are, there's a lot of science coming up now to validate all of these elements. So you started by saying, this is my perspective and my experience. And I think that is the thing that matters most here. We're just sharing our views yeah. from our experience and the things that we've done. However, there are a lot of people now that are doing that same thing. And this is where I think the, the sort of Eastern philosophies that have been showing and explained this for so long is now catching up with the science and the evolution we're going through, through the, the Western model that is validating all these things. And I'm wondering, uh, speaking, going back to, I want to see if you've seen this research or read this, this person's work, going back to what I was talking before about uh, the, 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 the mother line, the father line, and passing things on, Mr. Mark Wu Lin and his book, uh, where it didn't start with you. He, I'm wondering if you've heard of this, if this I've book heard or of person it, but before. I've never read it. I've never read it. Okay. I'm excited. Give me a run over. <laughs> <clears throat> I love how people put their perspectives out there. I think that's should be widely accepted rather than ridiculed is what I would like to say. And that's why I always start with, this is my perspective because it is mine. And, and everyone has an opportunity to share. I think there's space for everybody. 
and that helps us tune in, right? So when someone shares their perspective, I think we have to ask ourselves, not what, I, what do I think about this, but how does this feel for me, right? Is there something that's pulling me towards this or not? But going back to what I was yeah, saying. and if I am I, triggered, why am I triggered? <laughs> you know? Yes, that's, the, that's yeah. the other element of it, right? Yeah. Um, so going back to what I was saying, so Mr. Mark Wulin and his book, yeah, It Didn't Start With You, he's done a lot of work, counseling, therapy, uh, psychotherapy, showing that through epigenetic expression and genetic passing on, that we can go up to at least right, seven generations back. I'm hearing more now, right? I think it's even up to 12 with the most recent work that he's doing specifically showing that our, the, you just talked about the triggers and our emotional integration and trauma that we haven't moved through. If my dad, for example, has a trouble with anger, right? Has a, has an anger uh, element that he hasn't, that he hasn't integrated. He hasn't balanced, right? And is showing up in his liver or showing up in his gut, that challenge is passed on, right? I think Mr. Carl Jung has the quote, right? What is left undone by the parents is passed on to the children, right? And this is not just emotional. This is not just energetic. This is also, and again, this goes back to Mark, Mark Willin's work. He's showing them that not only do these things get passed on, these belief systems, these traumas, these, these physical diseases, but they get passed on with a timestamp, right? This is where, and this is what I want to get your opinion on. The, so not only, let's say, again, using my dad as, as an example, not only if my dad has a, has a trouble, a trauma with anger, and then that anger manifests as diverticulitis or chronic, you know, IBS, that now is not only passed on to me, but if my dad experienced that at the age of 30, then there is a high chance that I will go through that same thing at the age of 30. So thoughts, my friend, does this, am I well, resonating? I, I think it depends totally, 100%. Gosh, you painted that so well. Um, some people have even said, you know, um, this is going to sound weird, but, you know, I feel like I had an ancestor, <clears throat> I don't know, hundreds of years ago that was locked up in a cage and, and abused Ooh. in a cage. You know, this is one of the stories that I, I went through with someone. And I said, oh. how did they, and sorry to interrupt, how did they get that message? Was it like a, a vision or a feeling? It, they just, a feeling inside them. They said, it's just been in my thoughts for years and years and I can't shake it. And I said, oh, okay, well, let's, let's, you know, let's dive into it together. And um, at the end of the day, whether it happened or not is irrelevant it happened to that person, right? That person believes and whether it's real or not, it, it, it doesn't really matter at that point, but it's real to that person. So what I like to do is focus on that person and what they're choosing to live. So, so my whole thing is, okay, look, does it really matter where it comes from? Not really. And are we carrying generational stuff? For sure. I mean, People have learned to live through wars. Imagine what that's done to nervous systems of families and how they learn to operate and how they learn to just even react to things. I'm, I'm still surprised like we go for war. Like that's shocking me, but, you know, and it's just like, we can do it better people, you know, like we can do this way differently. And, and, you know, hopefully this is the last, you know, hopefully we learn from this in a way. Um, 
But think about what it does to families. It separates families. It creates traumas. It creates starvation. It creates, you know, da, 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 da. And then, and then, you know, they carry something, a stress response. And in their particular DNA, it can maybe manifest as like Alzheimer's. We see that with a lot of war veterans. They get Alzheimer's at the end, probably because think about it. Alzheimer's is the pattern of forgetting. They just don't want to remember. And they don't want to remember. So they've mm. manifest patterns to protect themselves yes. from remembering because they didn't have the tools to go through their patterns or didn't want to up to them of dealing with their own stuff. So I always say, you know, whatever gifts your family's given you is to help you become more conscious. And, and yes, will they come through your parents and will they come through your ancestors experiences and maybe, you know, belief systems that we have or visions that we have, we manifest in so many different ways, sometimes dreams, nightmares, um, daydreams, daily events, everything that we're creating is, is a part of our lineage or, or yeah. line or, or whatever we're, we're living. So when people talk about the past, uh, and I don't even like to say it's the past, it's just a part yeah. of them now. And, yeah. and they're expressing a part of themselves now and saying this pattern's here, um, however it got there, but I'm expressing it. Yep. And, and, and people have do? a choice. What can I yeah. do about it? So the choice in that moment, in my opinion, is the most, um, it's the most important thing we're given. And we loop back around to spiritual bypassing. People say, oh, it's all good, Anne. She'll be all right. It's all good. You know, like these kind of, um, and, and I say, well. I like the accent that you put on there. It's really good. <laughs> She'll be all right. What do you guys say in, in New Zealand? Oh, good, mate. <laughs> yeah, oh, good, mate. She'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she'll be all right. And and I giggle when people say that because I, I say to themselves, gosh, they're just bypassing a pattern in front of them that they don't want to see. And so where we're headed is uh, we can talk about breaking up, you know, um, family trauma lines, which is probably the men you were referring to is, is talking about how yeah. people can do that. And so there's choice there. And, and I believe that everything comes down to choice. And we have to believe that we just have choice to learn about ourselves. I mean, if we weren't given all of these past gifts, let's say, or uh, trauma lines or, you know, a code embedded in our DNA that's, that's traumatic or manifests as chronic disease, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, we would never learn how to become our best conscious selves. And so there they're all gifts. That's the that's the big point here. So thank you, my friend. That was a beautiful expression. And I think we keep hitting on this fact because it's so true, right? This idea that we need to ultimately shift this conversation from the victim of this is happening to me to the potential and the divinity of what we actually are, that this is happening for me and what can I do about it? I want to... <clears throat> Take a step or back. could we say you're happening to it? Uh, yeah, Ooh, like because it. you're creating it. Yeah, it's and the, expressing it. <laughs> it's that co-creation dance with the universe. But let I want to just go back a bit, super quick here, and hit on the point that you talked about. With at the end of the day, does it matter, right? And the and this idea of you know this current moment being the most important one, and the thing that sort of bubbled up and rose up in me as you were saying that is 
people listening have had me speak a lot about the inner child and inner child healing, you know, using the chakras to help us go back and uh, reparent our inner child and move through trauma. And something that I mention a lot and probably something that you connect to myself uh, as well, my friend, is it's often not the trauma itself that causes the energetic expression or the or the or the the lowering of the the lowering of the physical being or the expression of the disease it's the story that we told ourselves about it right it's the story of i'm not worthy i deserve to be alone you know i don't need to express my voice you know all these things and this matches to your point beautifully that we create that story and much like we have all the potential in our side of selves to sustain the creation of that limiting belief, that limiting paradigm, we have just as much, if not more creation ability to rewrite that story or create a new one that allows us to take a step forward into more of a healing potential. And whether that has a, a ancestral link, whether that has a past life link, whether that has a inner child womb link, the creation ability is still the same. Totally. Yeah. And so it's often that we get stuck on the science behind it, Yeah. but what matters is our belief system about it. It's just like, well, what do you believe? And what do you believe about yourself? And it's like, well, you know, the language is mom did this to me, dad did yes. this to me. And then there's resentment and then there's hate. And then there's disconnection. There's unsafety. Um, but what I want people to realize is that they're their own entity um, and they've manifested those creations to learn. Mm. And, and gosh, you know, some of the learnings that people have are, you know, it's, it's difficult. I I'm not bypassing that. It's not hard, but I think on the other side of that, it also gives them the space to speak into of overcoming those belief systems and if they can put the energy into speaking into that space imagine how many other people they can help mm. and inspire to go on the same journey assuming they take accountability for themselves and just share right let's start taking accountability because think about how many communities we can just expand that way you know we start to be the light right we, we start to be the loving light as the example, right? We start to, instead of just connecting into our loving space of epigenetic expression and, and, and shifting and creating our reality, it's not done in isolation, right? People see us, people feel us, right? We know through the heart math, bringing more science into this, because I know maybe a lot of scientific, mentally, uh, you know, focused people tuning in, uh, uh, listening to this, you know, look at the heart, heart math Institute, and the work that they're doing around frequencies of the heart space. And they're showing now that the heart has an electromagnetic frequency that is modulated, right? So the more that we do this kind of work that Anne is beautifully highlighting, that frequency expands. So now when I walk into a room, Anne can pick up on that frequency. I'm like, oh, there's something, there's something here. There's something different here. And it, and not only is it a what did that person do? It inspires us to ask the question, what can I do? Right. How can I expand my frequency of love, of healing, of potential to impact the world? Right. And I thoroughly enjoyed this chat. Can and I add one thing on? Yes, go for it. Go for it. Before go we it. wrap it up, I like the motto, 
and the way of life, as I change myself, I change the world. Yeah. Because a lot of people are out to save the world, you know, and it says it's no, it's like the only thing you can do is change your own energy, belief systems, way of life, and so on, your gene expression, how you're operating in your days. And that's the example and the energy for everyone else to do the same. So it's not as hard as we think it is in a way, you know, think about that. Right. And if, it, yeah. if that gives your listeners something to deeply think about, I hope that's it because it's just our own choice to change ourselves. And then, and then that energy that goes out will create a electromagnetic field for the others to pick up on. I think that's another uh, <laughs> paradigm of the world that, it has to be hard, right? If it's not hard, then oh, it, it, it must be incorrect or it mustn't be worth yeah. it or it mustn't be. But uh, I think mm. that's probably another episode, my friend, we could dive into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we love to talk about, yes. And I have, I have two more questions that I want to finish with here. And I want to maybe wrap all this up in a little bow. And we've you know, we've gone to a lot of different spaces and places, both physical and spiritual and energetic and metaphysical. I want to land all of this now into some practical tips, right? So of all the things that we've talked about, right? I think I'm already going to name this episode, something along the lines of, you know, cosmic, cosmic epigenetics. And I think that's beautiful. And, but at the, but at the end of the day, sometimes people, they love the abstract, they love the esoteric, they want practical action items to start implementing into their day. So what maybe one or two, what are some action items out of every, that sort of summarizes everything we've talked about here today that listeners tuning in can start implementing into their life to start manifesting, to start attracting and start, you know, taking a step further in their healing journey. Oh, there's lots people can do. Um, I've tried to break it down for people into body, mind, and then their universal self, basically. And I always tell people, if you're new to the journey, start with your body. You know, and there's there's a lot of tools out there today of finding the right foods for yourself. But it's quite simple. You know, have good quality food that's organic, buy local, know where your food comes from, and you know, hormone free, grass fed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And and eat warm cooked foods so it's easy to digest and just start start yourself off on that journey and start loving your vessel that you're in right um and then you know it gets on to relationships because everyone has different things that they value first right and so if it's in relationships learn how to communicate with empathy and empathy isn't oh yeah i get you empathy is just listening to a person talk to you without judging practice it over and over and over again, you know? And then the third part is go on your own journey. Start to learn about your own belief systems. Take a journal and just start writing to yourself. It's the most powerful thing you can do. When you write it down, it becomes tangible and real. And when you start writing down your thoughts, so there's a little system. I say, learn your language. So that's your internal language. And then at the end of the day, count your wins. And, and it's not about winning in life. It's about what did I do for me that really aligns with me? You know, it could be as simple as hydrated my body today. I went for a walk, 
I connected with family. I connect. I met this beautiful person, you know, just start to realize what you're manifesting in your day and what you're loving. Cause then you'll do more of it and express that side of you rather than all this, the crap, you know, that, that we, that we don't look at. And then after that, sit with yourself and start to create your own movie. You are the creator of your own life. You can express whatever you want. You're capable of anything. Write down things that you truly desire for yourself and write it down in the present moment like it's already happening. Put the feeling on it like you're already living it. You know, so like, for example, this podcast is going to go global. It is global already, actually, because it should be present moment. Harrison's voice is you know, calming for people to listen to. So, so they love, you know, listening to you and understanding how you express things and putting it in really easy terms for them to understand. And, and so, you know, this creates a picture around your podcast, doesn't it? Of how, how amazing it is and the energy that you put into it and how, you know, it in a way in our minds is already global, right? So it, 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 it will be global because I'm, you know, Canadian, I'm going to share it overseas. Yeah, and exactly. And so, and so it's like, you know, but our limiting belief systems would say, oh, it's not good enough, you know, like all that stuff. And it's like, well, no, actually this is really good and it will get to the right people and it's supposed to. So those are some quick tips for what's a lot of stuff, but start with what inspires you most on that list. I love it. And they're, they're all things that we can do right now. Right. And that was the, really? that was what I was trying to pull out of you, my friend, and you beautifully dived into it. And that's, I think that there's that list that you just outlined summarizes all of the things that we were sort of uh, energetically, esoterically breaking down. And I think the one that resonates with me the most that you said is the, the judgment, the non-judgment in the relationships that we have, because this, all of those tips that you gave were powerful, but this one for me personally uh, again, something I'm, I'm working on at the moment with my own spiritual practice and deep diving and integrating more of my love into the physical reality. Uh, I'll, I'll make it maybe even more simple to understand if that's possible. We'll look at with those relationships that you have with other people, where are you making a choice from separation, right? Where are you making a choice from separation and where are, where are you reacting from separation? So if, if, for example, you have a conversation with someone and they say something and then you think, oh, that person isn't correct, or, or you feel really, you feel ashamed or you feel angry at that, at the, in that moment, well, one, accept where you're at, two, bring awareness to what is moving through you, but three, ask yourself, the state that you're in, is it one of unity? Is it one of love? Is it one of connection and bringing in, or is it a state of separation? Is it a state of, as you said, judgment, but also of pushing away? And just to really outline that, that state is not real, right? That state, and this, uh, this is a whole other conversation for another podcast, but that state of separation is one that is created through the ego mind, right? And whether that is right or wrong, it's again, another conversation, but the ultimate goal here is how can we see that state of separation, that, that pushing away, how can we bring awareness to it and revert it back into oneness? And if we can have conversations around that, both as an individual and as a collective, I think that is going to have a very large ripple effect 
out into the into the cosmos in many different ways. So I hope I didn't get too deep there for everyone, yeah, but that it's a great example, yeah, yeah, of how basically relationships mirror who we are. Always. Yes. Yeah. The law of reflection. Yeah. My friend, this has been a beautiful chat. I have one last final question for you, but before I get to that, if people have tuned into your loving heart, your energy, the, the, the mysticism that you have, the knowledge that you have, and they want to connect to you deeper, they want to see all of the beautiful gifts you're offering to the world. What, what is something you can share? I know you have a community that you're building. Share whatever it is you wish to in this moment. So I have a community called Universal Neighbors. And I, I love that name. Yeah. And it actually stemmed from myself and my old neighbor um, during COVID saying people need more real community connection and they need to learn about themselves. And I want to create a space where people can come in and actually do that. And then alongside that is, is an app basically where people go on their journey. And um, I have a beautiful, I work with a beautiful group of people who help take people on this journey of learning about body relationships and then repatterning their unconscious mind. And when they go through that, they start to see the world quite differently. Um, and the body part is their own epigenetic profile. Actually, it shows them, you know, who they are, why they came here to be their talents, their strengths. And then like, how do I feed this vessel? You know, what, what kind of exercise benefits me most like this kind of stuff. And then the, the plan is to take people, you know, onto a journey of really diving into their patterns at the end. And so it's, it's about three months of work. Um, but people got a membership for a year because I think it's important for that community connection, really affordable. And um, they can find it on my website under the subscription component and sign up and, you know, off we go. And, and the idea around it is to create a global community. So people start to realize that at the end of the day, we're all quite similar more than we are different and we can support each other going through uh, patterns and growth and expansion and these kind of things. Mm. It sounds like a, a beautiful combination of everything we've been talking about here today. So I, what I'll do is always beautiful listeners out there. If you click on the show details in the podcast player, you're listening to this episode, you'll see Anne's links, you'll see the website and you can just click on it straight away, go straight to her community and uh, follow that pool. If you're feeling cold and my final question here for you today, we've been uh, circling around it, you know, mm-hmm. understandably so, but I want to sort of tune into it now. And as I said, right at the start of this chat, the name of this podcast is Cosmic Love Antenna. And I define love, not as the emotion of love, but the embodiment of what we are. And I'm interested, my friends, how do you personally define that love word? I believe that for myself, if I'm truly aligned with my purposeful living, um, which is uh, a name I've given myself, glow aware, zestful, expanding. (laughs) And if I'm living that every day with that feeling, then I'm recreating that wherever I go whatever that looks like. And, and I have an opportunity and it's not to force it on people, right? They're not ready. They're not ready, but it's just to send out 
a message when I'm feeling something or thinking something, I say it, I express it. That's epigenetics people. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, and, and I think that's the important part. Give yourself a safe space to share who you really are and love it and enjoy it and live it and be okay with it. Um, it's so powerful and freeing. Um, that's love when everyone can do that. Gosh, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> It's a future and a space and place that I know we're moving towards because, you know, I've got to meet you, my friend, and I've got to meet a lot of other people on this podcast. So it's a reality. Now it's just a matter of doubling down and spreading it to more and more people that need to feel it. And I love you very much. Thank you for spending time with me today. It was a beautiful pleasure, roller coaster of different feelings, thoughts, and insights beautiful listeners out there in the podcast world. Thank you for bringing us your ears, your love, your energy. If you got some gems out of this chat today, make sure you share it with a loved one that can gain some knowledge and understanding. Remember, you can leave your feedback and reviews on Apple and Spotify. But until next time, until we are here again on the Cosmic Love Antenna, Anne and I both wish you a beautiful evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. And we'll see you next time here on the show. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interviews. Electric acid. Electric acid.